When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Oz. Welcome to the High Potion Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Crothy. And I'm Halls Burkhart. Buddy, we're finishing a franchise. We've talked about the first game. There's only two right now. We're finishing a franchise this week. And not only that, it's like one of, if not your favorite games of all time. I know. I'm excited to talk about it. This one, um, this one came together pretty quickly because we had a buddy of ours who was playing this game. And uh, we figured, well, he played the whole franchise back to back, basically. And we figured, ah, since we have someone who has just recently beaten it, we have Steve, who's beaten it multiple times, and me, who's beaten it, but, you know, remembers the big parts. Um, we figured, go ahead and knock it out. Plus, it's kind of last of a season, because the excellent-ass show is airing right now. So, we're talking about The Last of Us 2. That was a whole lot of buildup. Should have waited on that edible. I tell you what, goddamn. Let me just say this at the top of the episode. I cannot stress this enough. Yes. If you have are just watching the show, and you have no experience with these games, turn this podcast off now. Yeah. Like cause... turn it off. Because we're going to ruin the show, basically, probably. If 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 you know the the show is going to follow these beats, I don't want the show to get ruined for people who that's the only way they're experiencing it. Come back to us after you've played the game or seen next season. season. Yeah. So I'll say this, like if you just don't care, then you can listen. But otherwise, like it's, we talked about it with the last of us one. I don't know with this one that we can segregate it to like Mm -mm, gameplay. Like the story stuff is so mixed in. So this is a full on full episode. Spoiler alert. The last thing I would want is to ruin something for somebody that doesn't want to hear it. Right. Whether that's you haven't had a chance to play the game or you're watching the show and you don't want the second season of the show. Because the show so far has shown that it's going to adapt it fairly faithfully. Some of the moving parts may change, but the big beats will be there. So, and there's some big beats in the second one. Yes. So that's your warning. If you don't want to know, get the the fuck out of here. Go new boot goof. (laughs) Go listen to Sacred Icon. Huh? Yeah. Go chair those Mm -hmm. dudes up. Um, So listen. Um... We do have a guest this week. He's a good buddy of mine. We know him as the Candy Man. I know That's him. Right. As... I said his name three times in the mirror before yeah. uh, I came on tonight. And, and Toffee just here. fell from the sky. 
<laughs> bro, this man, he uh, he apparently knows some dark magic alchemist because this dude and his lovely lady Madison gave me a magic potion that sent my ass to the goddamn moon. You can see I'm still there, just floating <laughs> around in space a couple months later. I also know him as one of the best mods in the game, baby, for my Twitch channel. It's our good buddy, Sean Hoffman. How's it going, guys? Hey, Thanks buddy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. We're excited. I mean, I don't know if I can live up to all of those accolades, you know, coming in. It's kind of a, I'm I'm used to being behind, behind the scenes, just no. causing causing a ruckus. So this is it's, this is new. This is trying time to step out from behind the curtain, you Wizard of Oz head ass motherfucker. <laughs> 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 so, buddy, um, first thing I want to do is uh, just I, I tell you this all the time, but thank you for all the help with the podcasts, with the websites, with the Discord server, with modding on the Twitch channel. We really appreciate all the work you do. We love hanging out with you on Twitch and stuff. You need to come hang out with us in the Discord sometime. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You set yeah. the shit up. It, it's it, like we've got a better Discord than bigger streamers that I'm in Discords for. So, um, listen, you had never played The Last of Us until recently, like right? Like within the last yeah. couple of months. In fact, yeah. you had been absent from PlayStation gaming sort of as a whole for a few years, right? I mean, I've been absent from PlayStation gaming completely besides, like, friends and stuff growing up who had them. This is my, I got a oh. PS5. This is my first PlayStation ever, so it's like walking in and be like, hey, Hawes, what should I, what should I play? Uh, And there's like, a big list. There's a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's like, kind of the, this, that's a great thing about starting with the PS5, too, is they give you so many games for free from, like, the last generation. And yeah. they're all banger games, too. Like, yeah. Totally. <laughs> Not a weak one in the bunch, probably. I mm -hmm. say probably. I I don't want to fully back up that statement. But um, you played through the first game. Give us your brief feelings on the first. Now, so with the, did you start with The Last of Us, or did you tackle anything before The Last of Us when you got your PlayStation? I think I loaded the Spider-Man start screen, and then I think I immediately – I think that's as far as I got. I got and you. I immediately, <laughs> I immediately switched to The Last of Us. Well, damn, nice. you got another good one waiting on you then. Holy shit. Um, I mean, it's got some big. It's got some big shoes to fill. I'm kind of nervous now. It's like, should I just like stop? Just put the just sell the PlayStation? Be like, I did no, it. I'm no. good. I'm walk away. No, buddy. Definitely like, listen, don't do that. I I don't <laughs> think your first two forays into PlayStation exclusive gaming, being the two Last of Us games, was a bad idea at all. No, you started mm -hmm. real strong, but you got a lot that's very good too, including Spider Man and you know some of the other games we talk about. Sure. So, what was your experience with Last of Us? Obviously your first PlayStation exclusive game, but you're also your first Naughty Dog game, which do have their own sort of feel to them. So it's, it's definitely interesting to answer that after I've played two, because mm -hmm. I think after you play two, it, it obviously affects one. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed one. Um, I mean, it's like the show. It's like the, the beginning is, is very emotional. And then mm -hmm. it's just, it's just a roller coaster the rest of the way through. I've thought the controls were really smooth. And, and I, I, I really appreciate a game that's got good storytelling over, over everything else. And especially ones that don't have a lot of uh, rep like repetition and cruft. And I think they've done a good job yeah. at, at that, especially one. Yeah, Man, no kidding. Yeah, they're, they're the best at storytelling, I think. They're literally the best. I mean, they, they, they have proven themselves time and time again right like even with the uncharted series which to be honest the first game was not really my thing but the second one's really good i haven't played past that but i so i don't really know 
Um, and I've played The Last of Us, and you know those are both awesome. So you played the first one. You played The Last of Us Part One remake, right? Yeah. Okay, so you yep. kind of played the best version of that story that you can play. So that's awesome. Yep. Now, um, from this point on, it's all Last of Us Two. Okay. So so. Here is the full stop. This is where you get off the train, okay? Yep, yep. Here, beyond this sign, be spoilers. Yes. Yep. So, <laughs> um, I think we'll just do a sort of roundtable and go around and give overall impressions and see where that leads. How does that sound to you guys? Like, Let's go. Yeah, sounds good. Um, Steve, buddy, I'm going to let mm -hmm. you take the floor, floor first. It was in your top five games of all time. You and I have had hours of conversation about this game. So mm -hmm. sort of sum it up for us what you think about this game, what you think about overall. So like Sean Hoffman, I when I got my PlayStation 4 Pro, which was the first PlayStation I'd had since a 1, mm -hmm. actually, um, my first game was The Last of Us, the remaster, not the remake, but still that was the first thing I played. And this was a system that had Bloodborne Right. I still mm. played The Last of Us first. Um, so I'm a big, big fan. And the second one to me took everything gameplay wise that was cool about it and made it much better. Mm -hmm. um, the gunplay was a lot better, I think, in the second one. Just the whole dodge mechanic they added. Being able to um, go prone. Mm -hmm, prone. Yeah. They, they really iterated well, I think, on the core gameplay. And uh, then the story itself was it's it's the most visceral like way of experiencing like the most horrible shit yeah right like it's an yeah. awful story really no, there, but... there is very few uh, moments of sunshine in this game that's for sure right right i mean it's it's bleak man it is bleak like empire strikes back times a million bleak you know what i mean mm -hmm. like it, and it at the end of it you just feel like oh my god you've gone through like this insane gauntlet come out on the other side like change a changed person i was for sure mm -hmm. you know and i really hope that we haven't seen the last of this story which i don't think we have buddy so. they they are cracking the whips in the minds of naughty dog <laughs> like that fucking mining operation in temple of doom i've been making a lot of temple of doom i must be more excited for that new indiana jones than i realize mm -hmm. um yeah i i all the stuff you said, I 100% agree. One of the things I really admire about this game is, you know, a lot of times when you see a sequel to a successful game, it almost seems like the developers focus on the wrong thing to iterate on, right? Like, I think in some examples, Ragnarok, right? Like, they focus, there's a lot, maybe a little too bloated of a game. The Last of Us 2 is a lot longer than the second game, but it doesn't feel like it's padded, right? It mm -hmm. doesn't feel like the way they made it longer was padding it with, you know, more of the stuff that doesn't really give you that Last of Us experience, right? It's mm -hmm. longer because the story is longer, and that's, you know, the way they decided to tell it. Mm -hmm. I agree the, the the gameplay is way better. I, last night... Um, and set of streaming just fired up a save of mine like you've been doing and just hung out and played a little Last of Us 2 just to get reoriented with the differences between the gameplay. <clears throat> you know, 
I think both of us, you and I, Steve, and, and Sean may even agree, uh, our buddy Randy um, expressed the same feeling with like The Last of Us Part 1, maybe the one thing I would have liked to see was some of those gameplay improvements from 2 translate over to the remake of 1. But you can also see where that's a way, like you would have to overhaul big parts of the game to incorporate mm -hmm. the prone and things like that. That's way the dodge, more, yeah, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I also get it. Um, but yeah, I think it's an incredible um, example of the way to sequelize a game and really hone in on the cool shit, right? And and iterate on that instead of just adding a billion side quests or a billion mm -hmm. collectibles. And I like collectibles in games, but it can get too much. Like, right. I'll be completely honest with both of y'all. One of my biggest fears for... Spider-Man 2 and Ghost of Tsushima 2 as they go down that right route where it's just mm -hmm. like, holy shit, guys, you added too much of the collectibles or the extra stuff. Um, I.e. the Assassin's Creed route. The Assassin's Creed route, the Ragnarok route, like we mentioned. There's plenty of examples, right? Um, Sean, how did you feel? Now, you are in a really unique position between the th you know among the three of us because you went from the remake of one, which is you know, kind of the best playing looking version of that game into two. How did you find two after playing one? What's your experience there? I mean, I feel like it was pretty, pretty seamless from my side of things. It's like, uh, I mean, they definitely beat you over the head with the crawl between the walls mechanic in the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. That's, that's, that's not a bad thing. It's just something I noticed. I'm like, well, we must be using this a lot in this game. Mm -hmm. Uh, especially starting out, but I mean, it was seamless. It was like, it was the same game for me. Uh, Cause I went from one to left behind DLC straight into two. And it was just, to me, it was one big gigantic blur. There wasn't really much of a difference mm -hmm. uh, going, going through it. Um, granted. And now that I finished all of them, I mean, I'll give you the quick D TLDR version of it. That's the, uh, this is the, the best game I've ever played. Holy um, moly. My man threw the gauntlet down. Look at yeah, it. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I was sitting there laughing at myself. I'm like, what would I give it? I'm like, it's a 98 out of a hundred. Yeah. I know it's a gigantic scale. Uh, there's only three, three issues I had with it and they're all super small. But the thing I, the thing I liked about it is something you kind of talked about a second ago where it, it's, I have a, I usually have a big issue with, with sequels. Cause it's usually like, what do we do? We add new weapons, we add bigger, badder bosses, and everything's just more. Um, and I and I think that's the easy route. And they could have made an easy sequel. They could have made Bloaters 2.0, mm. and oh, you get crazier guns. But instead, it's the Gears like, of War, right? Where in each yeah. of successful Gears mm -hmm. of War, they're like, oh, you know what you never saw before? This giant locust monster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, and I think there's there's an element of that where it's like that's kind of what I went in expecting was like oh it's just going to be more of more of the same, um, but I think what's really got me hooked is the fact that I, I the only thing the only comparison I can make is with Portal One and Portal Two, like Portal mm -hmm. One was small, it set up the universe, it set the boundaries, and then you say Portal Two is just going to be the same. It's like nope. You get in and it's immediately off the rails and it's an and it's a story driven concept. This is that times a million. It's like you almost forget that the infected are there because there's so much else. There's so many other things going on in there. And it's like this. It just blew my mind. It's like there was parts of there's parts where I forgot. Like, oh, yeah, like 
there's actually infected here and like I, but i'm so engrossed into the story that uh it didn't feel like a sequel it felt like i was watching a show or a part of something bigger than that yeah and you know it's interesting that you mentioned that because some people i know that have been watching the show that haven't played the game you know, initially have been like, well, you know, it's a post-apocalyptic zombies. Yeah, the zombies are different. They're fungus zombies. And, I, you know, having played the game and seeing how they're adapting it to TV, I know it's just a matter of them holding tight because the real juice in The Last of Us isn't the zombies. Although, they did an amazing job coming up with a unique concept for zombies. And it was so strong that they didn't have to iterate on that much more for the sequel, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But the real juice in it is the human interactions and that sort of thing. And the way they approach that in the world of The Last of Us. And after this latest episode, which we won't spoil, um, I think you're seeing people realize that now, right? And yeah, it's not another Walking Dead. It's not another. Exactly. The zombies are always coming to get us kind of right. thing. And I got to say, you know, sometimes, right, like I'll use a goofy example. Highlander comes out and it's successful, but it has a very closed ended ending, right? Where, okay, he's the last one, right? And then it's successful. Like, fuck, how do we make a sequel? <laughs> I don't know, man. They're aliens and it's in the future, <laughs> right? <laughs> the Last of Us, as a story, could have been that. It could have been a self-contained story. It had an amazing ending to it. The, the way they cracked the story for Last of Us 2, I have to give them a heads up, like a, a pat on the back for, because they really came up with a compelling story to continue this, right? And what they didn't make the story, which would be just as easy to do, would be, oh, shit, people found out that Ellie is... Um, immune so now they're hunting Ellie and you're on the run you right know? Joel, Joel and Ellie Joel harder you know what I mean Ellie like, older uh, right yeah now she smokes weed well they did do that but <laughs> um so I want to share some experience sort of with the big I mean and anybody that's listened at this point probably knows what we're talking about the big mm -hmm. kickoff moment for this story right so you know this game came out the night it was going to go live at 11, mine and Steve's time, I was getting ready to go on a road trip the next day. So I was like, you know what? It's pre-installed. I'm going to play it for like a couple of hours. Then I'll hit the bed, get up in the morning, and get on the road. Literally to get to the point where they killed Joel. And I was like, well, fuck me, I guess. I'm not going to get to play this for four days. Right? Oh, God. Oh, and, and to leave it to leave it on that, like... The waving. Buddy, the hate in my heart Rude. is I'm driving down I-20 just seething like, oh, I can't wait get to get back and kill some folks. I'm so pissed off. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, that weekend, texting with Steve and seeing where he was. And, you know, obviously, once he got to that point, we didn't discuss any further. Our buddy Randy that we mentioned called me while I was out of town. I was like, are you playing The Last of Us 2? Did you get to the part? Like, it's this crazy part. And then... Cut to a couple years later, I'm streaming one night. My buddy Sean, he says, hey, I'm going to stream The Last of Us 2. So I get offline, and I'm like, you know what? I usually sit in my bed and, and watch a podcast and play the Steam Deck as I'm going to sleep. Instead, I'm going to put on my buddy Sean's the, uh, stream because I want to be there when that moment happens. And bro, <laughs> as soon as it happens, I was like, all right, that's enough pain for me. Good night. So Sean, buddy, 
Yeah, tell us what you thought of that. Yeah, whole, what was your that whole deal, man? And so, so what's funny is, is I kind of have like a bizarre relationship with this whole game because I've always heard about it, but somehow I've managed to never be spoiled. I knew people were pissed when it came out, but like I never, I never thought anything of it. So somehow I've managed to like live under a rock until recently, um, and. I started to question my friendship with a lot of people. They're like, "Oh, this game, this game's great. Like, oh, you should play it." But then, I mean, obviously, everybody gave me the warning when I started too. They're like, "Oh, buckle up, you know, whatever." But you know, I mean, you obviously don't expect it to happen that quickly. And I had the same experience. I was, I mean, the vods are out there. If anybody wants to watch the emotional roller coaster that I went through, you're more than welcome to. Um, it just, just absolute blind fury. Because I, I think it's still at that point you expect it to be this is a traditional sequel. This mm-hmm. is the story mm-hmm. that you're expecting. You're just going through the motions to get there. Uh, only to find out later. I mean, obviously it's different, but yeah, that just blind rage and just like, what? And I, I think there was a part of me that was also like, one, I really didn't like what happened, but I was also like, I, I'm mad that they went this route. Is like, that's going to be the trigger point. And it's going to be all about that going forward, not knowing what was actually coming. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this seems easy. You're just trying to be edgy. Um, but that, to, like, obviously later on, that wasn't wasn't the case, uh, in my opinion. No, totally. I mean, he's he may die, but like Obi-Wan Kenobi, he lives on for the rest of the game. Oh, my God. In a and... lot of ways, <sighs> like in, 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 in various, like, joyful ways and just heartrendingly aching ways, you know. Um, just after that, every time she thinks about him um, in the game brings me to like a really emotional spot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's 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 one of those games that really can just work my emotions like no other game has been able to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, God, you throw in the whole guitar angle oh, my uh, as well, you know, and uh, yeah, it's a recipe for some good drama, although some sad drama. Yeah, dude. And, and like, <clears throat> you know, I remember, cause you know, at that point, Steve was quite a bit ahead of me. Um, by the time I was able to pick it back up a few days later, I was telling him like, man, I, and I already knew, I already knew what they were setting up when you make that the opening, like, you know, and this is not to take anything away from the writing or the quality of the writing. You can kind of tell the emotional, roller coaster they're going to try and send you on where you hate this character abby and they're going to try to change your mind now mm-hmm. results may vary from person to person uh we were talking about this with my buddy nick one night when we were on discord where i said as a big joel fanboy i did not think it was possible for them to turn me around on abby but for me, they were mostly successful. I won't say 100% successful. I ain't ever forgiven her ass for that, right? Um, but I was surprised how much they were able to. To me, that is impressive writing. When you set me up to dislike a character as much as you do Abby, and you're able to turn it around, I think that's pretty fucking powerful. I um, do too. And the thing is, uh, you know, people may not like it, but she's extremely justified in killing him the method itself may have been sadistic but i think that what he did certainly led to uh, a justified response on her part it's her father right yeah so you know the fact that the doctor who's trying to do the operation on ellie that's going to kill her 
at the end that uh, that uh, Joel saves her from is Abby's dad. That's the tie-in for the sequel. Like, that's awesome. It's mm, a character mm -hmm. that's in, like, what, one or two cutscenes in the first one, and then he's featured multiple times in the sequel and flashbacks. There's a lot of flashbacks in this one. And, like, yeah, like, okay, if I'm in Joel's position uh, at the end of The Last of Us, I'm absolutely saving Abby or Ellie rather right totally yeah I get that decision too I and get them both that's the thing that's the thing if I'm Abby and my dad dies because of that I'm gonna be really pissed and and you know may not process that very healthily right like <laughs> want want some revenge want some payback because it's that kind of world these days out there in the video game so what do you guys hold on one second we're just going we're going to check out something real quick this by the way sean is for getting me with the shathid the other <laughs> night we got sean's stream pulled up right at that moment. oh my god oh man i don't want to i'm just gonna watch sean because i can't watch the golf club go inside this man's head again <laughs> oh wait it's not even the it's not even this is just the beginning of it um it's like hearing myself on the phone oh, oh yeah <laughs> um so uh S steve while i get oh well hold on hold up here we go joel get up joel fucking get up please stop please don't the facial capture in this game is fucking joel, nutty incredible <laughs> I just thought it looked side to side. Like, I, had, I handled that better than I thought I did. You probably have the same look on your face that I did, mm -hmm. where it was just like you're processing what the fuck just happened. Um, so Steve, you know, how did that work for you? How did that switch up emotionally work? Like, were you, where did you end the game? I know we're, you know, we're jumping all yeah, over the place. I ended the I ended the game completely on Abby's side. With that said, like there's de she's definitely not any angel and they make that very they make that very clear. Neither like, is Ellie, not, right? Not a, Ellie to me is the villain in the game when you're playing as her. Like if you know, looking back at the story, you think about how many dogs she kills, you now, know what I mean? Listen, hold up. Let me skirt. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Naughty dog. I. You got to quit with the dogs. That's enough. Yeah. That's and, number one on my list. It is. Number and, one of my, yeah. my negatives. Too and much. Too much with Alice. Oh, my God. Don't even. And, and The Alice. Last of Us 3, there better not be one goddamn moment where I got to kill a dog. Because you, you know how long this game took me because I tried my hardest in every situation where dogs were involved. To at the very most tranquilize them or put them to sleep instead of fucking murdering them, bruh. I can't do it anymore. My nerves can't take it. That's enough it's of the hard. Dogs. Yeah. It is hard. That is that is by far to and me. And then like the most stomach turning thing. If you have no it, choice, right, to kill a dog, and then one of the the people in the area will start calling it by name, bruh. Retro get grade a gun into my mouth, motherfucker. I can't take that anymore. Let's that you. That's that's an interesting thing to bring up. I want to talk about that real quick. The violence in this game is brought to the next level, not only by just the graphics, which are great. Like you shoot people and their heads explode stuff. We're used to, but the fact now of these little flourishes of mm -hmm. like the, the enemies yelling out their, their 
companion's names dogs and human yep dogs and humans like it's such a small detail but like it adds so much horror it is such a layer right like Mm -hmm. it's very interesting right because you know i'm sure this applies for all of us we've grown up playing video games and and like i'm not here to hate on it or say it's bad Mm -hmm. but where violence is the solution and you're Mm -hmm. in the right right so anything you can think of. We talked about Gears of War. You're literally sawing these dudes in half, but it's right, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're trying to kill you. They'll take over the world, right? Yeah. It's not often where the violence like this is per- portrayed the way it is. And I think it's really... Would I want every game to be like this where it's making me feel bad? No. But for this, this you know, experience playing this game, I do think that's pretty powerful. And it's something to be commended when, you know we're living in a world where constantly fucking awful violence has happened in the real world. Right. Like, so to portray it in a more realistic, not video gamey way in the confines of a really good video game, that's to be commended. It's incredible. It's a, it's a, a a stroke of genius the execution of it. I'll Mm. take it. I'll take it a step further even to say, I mean, I'm not a fan of killing dogs. I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of it in the moment. And the the handler saying their name didn't necessarily bother me at the time, but where I will give them credit is they make it more emotionally jarring by then allowing you later to get to know the dog that you oh killed yeah. four hours later. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, hey, throw the ball with that dog for like as long as you want. It's like, yeah, you know that dog's dead. They, they split it up. Mm-hmm. Like it was bad enough already, but I, I, if they did it in the opposite order, I think that I would... I wouldn't be happy about it. Like if yeah. we would have met Alice and played and yada, yada, yada. And then all of a sudden Ellie's coming along, just blah, 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 blah. It's like, this, this sucks. Like they did that in certain ways, but with humans like that make you uncomfortable. But I'm glad that they didn't do that with, with the animals. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, with any sequel, right? Oh, well, Sean, how did the, how did um, it end up for you with the Abby situation? How did you feel about Abby after finishing the game? I meant to hit you with that. So I've I've got I've got like a whole legal pad notebook just full of notes of like <laughs> like a transition of time of like the day I finished it and just like I so it sucks I have no way to talk to about it because my partner doesn't want to know anything because she's watching the show mm-hmm. and so I'm just sitting here just mulling it all over and so for me I'm on nobody's side but everybody's side like I think I lean more towards both both of y'all's opinion of like. I I don't think Abby was the villain. I think that's what they set up. And for Abby, she came in with revenge. She recognized the her fault. I don't think she'd take it back. And then she was allowed to redeem herself through her own changes with everything that happened afterward. I I know, Hall, as you said that, or I don't remember, but Ellie Ellie is the villain. Well, I would Steve. even go as oh Steve. Mm. I would go as far to say that Joel is the villain in this right. in this game. And because, it's interesting because you, yeah. you like after spending so much time with him in one, you love him so much. And like, honestly, what's another pr- impressive thing about this game to me is that everybody's the villain. It's all yeah. about the perspective, right? So to yeah. Abby and her crew, Joel is the villain, right? There's there's people on her crew that don't agree with what goes on, but they're there. They're backing up her friend, right? Yep. So at that point, in Ellie's opinion... Abby is the villain, right? And then it's about her trying to get revenge against this person she considers to be a villain. Well, in the course of that, she 
handily murders all most of Abby's friends. So guess what? Now Ellie is the villain to Abby. It's all about the perspective from which way it's like presented. And that's once again very impressive, especially for a video game. Once again, the Covenant are so the even, bad guys, right? Like, so even that, even that, I chalk up to Joel. The the, El, the actions that Ellie took in the game, I chalk up to Joel. Like to me, this game is. It it's, can be easily summarized as generational trauma. Mm-hmm. Like from from the from the moment that Joel was faced with the the decision that this operation could kill will kill Ellie. Like I'm not saying I would have made the same decision that he did. It's the actions that he took after that. It's the continuous lying to Ellie about what happened. It's the I would even argue did he have to kill everybody? <laughs> like. Like, I don't think it was his decision to make. I think it was Ellie's, but obviously the game and like you can't wake her up like, hey, do you consent to this? Right. But it's it's the continued lying. And then like Ellie was a child and Joel basically raised her and she is a reflection of him, her her revenge, her her actions, her close like her closed off mm-hmm. uh, and is, is basically. And then I think that's what the thing that really made that click for me was when you do the flashback with Abby's dad, you see how empathetic and understanding Abby's dad is and so that's that to me is where the generational piece comes in and that's why Abby is able to recognize and change when she's mm-hmm. given the opportunity to do so and so it's like Ellie is a product of Joel as much as I like Joel I'm not saying I don't like him he's a video game character I thought he was awesome I thought he did a good job and we're all flawed it was a little too real Joel's character it's like I know people whose dads are like that where it's like you're trying your best you're not helping and you see it just work its way down through through the next couple layers. And I think that's some of the the really kind of risk taking and like the really groundbreaking stuff that they did. Uh, but yeah, it's like Ellie, Ellie's just a product. She's just a product. She's doing mm-hmm. what she's learned. And Joel did her no favors throughout that throughout that upbringing. And it's it sucks. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ooh, man, and, and Ellie is just insane. At some points in the game, like... I remember when she chases the um, the girl through the building and, and she's begging for her life, even though she's already been bit, she's going to die. And Ellie like beats her to death with the bat. You know, they make you do it, mm-hmm. like hit the button to do it a couple of times or whatever. And man, she she's just sitting there covered in blood. It's like when you load the game up, you're presented with a picture of her face with this snarl of rage. Mm-hmm. Her, her face is covered in blood. You know what I mean? Yeah. She looks like a devil. So, um, so one thing um, I did want to circle back around to at the end of, you know how like at the end of Last of Us Part 1 when you go into the operating room and the doctor's there? Bro, I, I'm just going to tell y'all, I fucked that dude up. So I get <laughs> at, like it, closed casket, bro. That's all I'm saying, bro. Like I was like, hell no, you're not killing Ellie. I'm getting to work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, we've talked, a, you know, a good bit about Ellie, a good bit about Allie, but as with any sequel, you do see the cast grow and add more characters, right? 
you know, I think obviously Abby being the big one, she's the other point of view character that you play in the game. Um, there's also Dina. Is it? Yeah, it's Dina. Yeah. Yeah. I love, Dina. love her character. You know what? Once again, she annoyed me at first, but yep. turned me around. Boy, did she turn me around. And like she is the one who's trying to break through to Ellie, right? And where she's like, look, just let it go. Like you can stop this cycle of pain now if you just stop, right? And Ellie can't let it go, right? And yes. it loses Dina for her. She loses She's supposed Dina. to be kind of like, not necessarily an angel on a shoulder kind of deal, but like, you know, good conscience or something like that. She kind of represents that. And of course, when she stops running with Dina, that's kind of when she goes off the, the deep end mentally as well. Mm -hmm. It's not surprising. <clears throat> um, and, you know, it's interesting because in the first game, right, the fireflies are mainly talked about instead of be a scene. You see them at the beginning, right? You see them at the end. Um, and the rest of them is tr the rest of it is trying to sort of um, locate them. Well, you get a pretty good look at the fireflies in this one, right? Because Abby is sort of ingrained with them. All her friends are. You sort of see like the difference between the area where you know Tommy and Joel and uh, Ellie live versus what it's like for the other fa faction, for lack of a better term. And I thought they did a good job with that too. Right. Yeah. And to be clear, they're not even they're not in the Fireflies in this one. They were, but they've disbanded, and now they're with these this crazy wolf faction in seattle which is like locked in a in a war with the scars and so the wolves are like the remnants of like or not the remnants but kind of like a the people's militia kind of deal mm -hmm. that managed to successfully drive fedra out of their cities out of their city mm -hmm. so now they basically run everything in seattle with the exception of these crazy religious nuts who live on an island just which off buddy once again they added this whole new thing to it and it is so good right mm -hmm. like religious fanaticism storylines typically have a pretty big effect on me given how i grew up right but this one is it's wild yeah and like they are the villains they're certainly villains right like there's so many villains honestly to me they are the one that I can't see the perspective of and go, oh, they're not the villains to them. Other people are the villains, right? Like how they treat um, Lev, right? And and his sister. Right. Which, right. I mean, this is also the, both of these games are the only two games to make me physically ill mm -hmm. via injuries that happen. Like the first game when Joel gets falls on the rebar and then in the in the second game when they break her arm with the hammer into little pieces and it I can't watch that I it's, just have to I just have to not watch it yeah it's it's, it's just it's too rough. realistic mm -hmm. and they and and she gets like com, what what do they call that compression syndrome compartment yeah. syndrome compartment, compartment syndrome hey big ups Boone big ups Boone from Lost and I'm gonna right. spirit to sancti he knew about compartment syndrome sure hell did sure as hell did. <laughs> Did he ever, man? God, that uh, poor lady. But yeah, man. Um, 
they handle that stuff. They handle the trans um, elements of this story really well, right? Um, and and like the way it's integrated in. And I'll be honest, that was what started to win me over with Abby was her relationship with Yara, right? Is it Yara's the sister and uh, Lev and Lev, right? Right. Yeah. And with Lev, like mm -hmm. and um. You know, there's this part where she overhears them use Lev's old name, right? Yep. And asks Lev about it later, and they're like, yeah, that's not my name. I don't like that name, right? Um, and, and the way they handled that I thought was really, like, well handled and, like, sort yeah, of a right, classy right. approach to it, right? He goes, what, did you hear what they called me? Yes. And Ab says, yeah, and he goes... Um, do you want to know why they, why? And Abby goes, not unless you want to or something right. like that. He goes, yeah, I don't really want to. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty well handled. I know? think Lev is going to be, so are you ready for me to put on my cock duty speculating cap? Let's go. Okay. So last of us two, right. Comes out. It gives you two playable characters. I think last of us three will be three playable characters with three different stories. I think it'll be Ellie, Abby, and Lev, and it'll probably wrap up Ellie's story at least, right? And I don't know if that means she dies or finally calms the fuck down or whatever it is, but I think that's what we're in store for in the third game. That's an interesting theory. I'm going to go the other way and say we don't see Abby and Lev again. I'm going to go the other way and say we don't see Ellie again. Oh, no, we're, we're definitely seeing her again. <laughs> yeah. I think, and I think, now, I mean, so I this is what I think is very possible, right? I think you could potentially even start off playing the game as Lev or Abby, right? I, Ellie could even be like absent from the marketing and it'll be the holy shit moment. It's some, you know, midpoint or towards the end of the, the, um, game when Ellie shows back up. I think they will bring her back. I think they have to to wrap her story up for good, happy or sad, whatever it may be. Um, right, because she's the immune one. Like she is the she's the one, one the story is about. You know, I I think there's there's a chance we might do a time jump. Her her son mm -hmm. might might be grown at at the point we play. Who knows? Or maybe like, even sort of like close 18. to. Yeah, maybe even yeah. close to like Ellie's age in the original Last of Us. Yeah, and where and it, that could be kind of fascinating to see. Ellie's of, kind of getting to Joel's age, you know. Yeah, Ellie yeah. is the Joel role, and she's with her son. Or mm -hmm. what if it was like, what if? Eh, well, the age wouldn't work out. I'd be like, well, what if Lev was the person that Ellie is grouped up with, storyline wise? Because that could be fascinating too. Mm -hmm. See, I could see it as I don't think they'll I don't think you'll get to play Ellie. I think Ellie will be the target of trying to find her. I think that you'll be JJ, which like little little baby Jesse, or you'll be a Lev or Abby. And I think somehow will come out that there's an immune individual missing some fingers. It looks like this got scars on her arm and that's going to trigger somebody to be like, I know who that is. And so it's going to be a quest to try to track down and find Ellie. But I don't think Ellie will be a playable character, though. I think it's going to be trying to track her down wherever she is off mm -hmm. on her own. I So See I that. do want to share something that I found kind of funny, right? Because it, it's almost the exact opposite of the games and their story. But I remember, you know, shortly after beating the game, I think, you know, it probably took me about three weeks, maybe even a month to finish because it's definitely longer. Um, I read this article that was all like, 
you know, the ending of Last of Us 2 might not be as bad as you think. Um, I think Ellie was just leaving the house so she could go meet Dina and JJ back at Jackson. And I was like, you fucking <laughs> holy yeah. shit. You optimistic motherfucker. You ain't been paying attention. Nope. No, um, not a chance. So, you know, <laughs> storyline wise, we could do three episodes on the story. I yeah, we co-sign yeah. it. I think the story is itself. I don't have many like, let me see. Um a good example storyline wise um shit trying to think of a part of final fantasy 7 i don't like so i can compare it to my favorite game right like there's definitely parts that sort of drag in final fantasy 7 right i don't have that i can't think of any story beat that i would change about this game right did you did you have anything in the story that stood out to you like uh in terms of just memorable parts i, I definitely mean, have one yeah <laughs> there's a lot and like we've covered a lot of them that have stuck out for me right like the lev relationship the first time you come across her little faction his little his yeah his faction my apologies and how they communicate with whistles and shit holy moly that yeah you hear the whistles and then all of a sudden you have an arrow sticking out of your shoulder yeah i love that pull out yeah yeah i I still jump every time how does it get me every fucking time (laughs) um the sky bridge part oh god uh, oh my god sweaty hands every time bananas yeah man i don't know how like and you can see the look on her face if you pan the camera around Mm. and she's making like uh, the craziest face it's awesome uh, that that's definitely the part that stands out for me what about you sean do you have anything that we haven't mentioned storyline wise that stands out to you um i think one of one of my only takeaways that i think that is something that i think could have been done better i mean granted it's a 98 out of 100 for me mm-hmm. i think that like the first time you're on the farm and you kind of have that that ptsd episode in the mm. in the barn the transition from that into the Santa Barbara segment felt bizarre, kind of bizarre to me. I'm like, I felt like we were wrapping up. And then also, I hope we can all agree. Fuck Tommy. Like just. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird how they flopped roles, you know, Mm -hmm. like at first it's Ellie trying to get the revenge and Tommy's like, is against it. Now that's all he wants. Um, but yeah, he he he's turned into a sad shell of himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, his wife had left him. You know, that's all he had left was a a bitter wish for revenge. Now, yep. And like yeah. it once again, Tommy, a character I really liked in the first one. They they really mess with your perception. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing I want to call out. We'll talk about some gameplay stuff. Obviously, if anything come you know storyline comes up that you want to talk about, feel free. Um, man, naughty dog, you could make a last of us game where it's just me searching drawers and shit in abandoned <laughs> houses for goodies. And I, you could, you could raise the price to $80. I don't care. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it, bro. I'll do it. Man, it really I love awesome. tearing through a place, like shaking yep. down a place for goods. Like they've got, and I, I've gone on record saying I like crafting and the way they handle it and how fun it is to. You know, uh, you know how sometimes in games, if you're crafting some, it's got a crafting system. It's always going to be like there's one, two to three items that are really hard to find, right? And so, like, 
it just it's annoying you're like well if i finally find one do i want to actually use it for this what if it unlocks something better down the way blah 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 naughty dog like they're crafting it's simple it's rustic it's delicious <laughs> and i'll say that's one of the big things they changed in, in two for the better was no more shiv doors yes. so you didn't have to worry about wasting like a shiv buddy not would, having one for a door you know buddy you would think those shivs cost me a literal a thousand dollars in real world <laughs> money to craft how i hoard them in the original that's what Mazda. i'm saying like like yeah. it makes you it makes the decision it's not fun mm -mm. so they took that out of the second game and it's just go ahead use your ships yeah you know? and um you know i i just find i'll i'll search a house till the end of the night trying to find good shit and another thing i love this more people need to do this if you are searching an area especially in that open world segment at the beginning isn't it seattle that's a mm -hmm. sort of semi-open world when you find everything in an area la will be like I think we got it all. We can leave. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> bro. I love that that part of the game too. By the way, it's almost like they they fool you into thinking this is what the game's going to be like. It's going to be you and Dina mm -hmm. going or searching the world and and getting in adventures, and then the next thing you know, your horse blows up. You know what yep. I mean? But like, but that whole section is kind of fun with these little bite sized buildings you go through, like the bank robbery mm -hmm. scene and. Um, the the courthouse where you're trying to get gas and it's it's a really fun I think way to get into that Seattle gameplay. Big yeah. fan of that section. And also, you know, I think that open world segment provides something kind of valuable to you too. It gives you pr plenty of opportunities to play with the new systems and figure yep. them out. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's some crazy fucking physics puzzles in this game. There's, like, yeah. that one in the skyscraper where you're having to, like, throw the the rope out and, like, at a specific part and stuff. And, I like, really good puzzle work, right? In a mm -hmm. game that you wouldn't necessarily think on face value, oh, there's some creative puzzles in this game. The rope throw the, physics, it's throw the, noodle out the, throw the noodle out the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep, it's I love pretty that. crazy, man. Yeah, the, I love the I love the little rope physics puzzles in this game. They're fun. Sean, as someone that played them back to back, did you have any gameplay elements that kind of jumped out to you as far as like, oh, it's cool that they did this or this feels better versus the first I mean, one? I think I think it's a lot of it's the the pieces that you guys uh, mentioned. The crafting was infinitely better. Um, I liked the the finding training manuals, and that would open up new tech trees, mm -hmm. but they weren't. They weren't insane. Like you weren't like doing big cost benefit things. Um, I I love the ropes. I thought the ropes really helped. They but they weren't like insanely complicated. But they kind of helped break up the monotony of like, oh, how do I get in the window? I'll throw the noodle out the window, climb through the window, climb up on top of the building. Um, so it didn't get. It wasn't just all moving around dumpsters. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's kind of what I said at the beginning. It's like it's not it's not all repetition or crazy puzzles. They're all solvable. And they're kind of like a little, same with the crafting. It's a little bit of downtime between mm -hmm. the chaos. of Like, I'm just going to, I'm going to refill my explosive arrows. And just right. And be, and be done with it. Those uh, explosive arrows, by the way, fuck oh, yeah. The best first oh, blood man. Rambo part two, baby. So there's a part in new game. You have to be a new game plus. Mm hmm. But um, the first uh, the first time you make it to the um, news station where you find like all the people hanging, the scars have been there and there's all the dead people. And on your way out, like um, a whole bunch of wolves come in 
But if you have explosive arrows, you can run up to the spot real quick and you can take them all out with one arrow. You kill like nine people. Oh I my think. God. It's like, it's like slaughterhouse. Like you go down there and the whole room is just a red and there's body parts everywhere. It's great. Holy Fantastic. shit. That's cool. <laughs> um, man, there's just so many little moments in that game too. Like the part where you find um, the guy is pissed off that the people in town wouldn't help him avenge his daughter. And so he, he like locked a lot of them in, in a garage and, mm-hmm. and poisoned them and you find them all later and they're all still in there and you have to kill them. And <laughs> there's so many things like that in all little different parts of the game. Um, it's, it, it's one of the ways they just work storytelling in there. It's almost from ish because you're always finding these notes, right? The notes. And I'll tell you, Required reading. Yeah. I, you know what I was about to say? You know me. A lot of times, if I get an audio log, I'll listen to it. If it's a text log, especially if I'm streaming and I got to read that motherfucker on stream, and people mm-hmm. be like, ha, 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 he said alkalite wrong. <laughs> right? Um, I won't read them. I'll be like, I'll look at this later. They're required reading in Last of Us. It gives you so much. con, And the little bite-sized stories that it gives you. Um, mm-hmm. when, um, you know, that just, it's, it's almost like reading the world war Z book in a weird way, right? Like each one is some heartbreaking fucking story of what happened to this person or that person or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, during the outbreak. And a lot of times it's, it's evidenced in front of you. Like you'll yep. see, you'll mm-hmm. see the note and then you'll look and see, oh yeah, there's the body of the person who wrote this note. And, you know, yeah, a lot of times that you have to set aside your, your, disbelief in that people are just writing these notes as they're dying oh you know i feel terrible i don't know buddy if i was in the process of dying i got a spicy ass note to write i'll tell you what oh that note (laughs) they might be find me slumped over my boba fett keyboard mid rant (laughs) mid manifesto i I just i just draw a picture somebody opens it up it's like there's no safe there's no safe code in here it's just a, a picture of a dong that's all there. Like, <laughs> you know what i love <clears throat> cracking safes in the last of us and how you can listen to them so you don't have to find the code because buddy i'm a fucking idiot i'll it'll be like oh there's a safe well the code's gonna be somewhere can't find it never found it but see at I least for me i found i found it and i would look at it and i would say it out loud and, and forget it immediately turn and look and be like i already forgot what it was yep yep <laughs> like, Yes. I, I chalked that up to the test like the game it's like yeah. i blame the game and how emotionally like i just wasn't in the right state of mind so that's obviously why i couldn't remember it for f- yeah. four seconds stony baloney um yeah sure. <laughs> um i i think the prone because like i like stealth games i'm not a big fan of like a game where that's your only option but if it's the option and i can sort of approach each scenario as a puzzle that needs to be solved with stealth. I'm down partially by the way, cause I'm a fucking hoarder. And if I get through the encounter with all, uh, stealth, I didn't waste any of my cool shit. And then I get the end of the game. I'm like, Oh, I should have really used this. Huh? Right. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. I did not, I did not use explosive arrows until the Santa Barbara compound. And then it's like, I should have been using these. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. All along. Um, those things are really good. Steve, I want, there's something I want you to speak on. So, you know, I played through my one playthrough, a lot of stealth, obviously, did get into some combat. And then Steve, like last year, I think, sent me this video and he was like, you should just check this out. And it was like 
a compilation of the of people playing The Last of Us 2 hyper aggressively and we're doing shit I didn't even know you could do in this game, man. Yeah, I know, like, man. The versatility of the animation system, the combat system and stuff is really impressive cuz there's shit that you can go the whole game without realizing you can do. Yeah, there's like um a way that you can like Ellie will fly off a roof and like stab somebody on the ground. If there's like somebody who's like crawling around down there, it's wild. The, these people are much better at the game than I am, but mm. they can go through like the, I can't ever, I can't ever think of the, the name of the level, but it's like the, where Ellie's sneaking through like the subdivision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The oh, houses when, the, and, when that, that shit takes a while. It's yeah, you get there and you're like, okay, I see a couple dudes here. And then you're like, all right, let's take, holy shit. There's way more over here. Oh, there's way more over there. Like it's, I think one of the first times you get there and you're like almost overwhelmed by the amount of enemies. It's kind of a difficulty spike there. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a big area. There's lots of places you can go. You don't have to fight everybody, but Mm -hmm. in those videos you watch, like it, the dude's just like getting it on and he's just shooting people running and gunning like it's a john woo flick Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i would definitely recommend watching a few of those if you've played the game like when i play it i don't do that i can't i'm I'm creepy creeperson Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah Um, (laughs) oh i mean i'm creepy creeperson until i forget that my silencer's not on it and then oh right right i'll help watch the vods and you watch me screaming for about 10 minutes of begging them to stop and to leave me alone and uh, <laughs> especially especially the rat king part i was going to mention that fuck a motherfucking rat king holy that moly that part is great too yeah. the, the whole lead up to the rat king is awesome and by the way not an enemy type that was in the last one but they also sort of make it seem like this is a very unique fucked up situation right the rat mm-hmm. king so like yeah man like once again heads up like you don't have to keep adding different enemies like you know, occasionally it's nice, but it doesn't have to be like, well, for this one, we have five more different types of infected. Here's one where the cordyceps grew out his butthole. Isn't that scary? <laughs> you know, they did add one like one, the shambler one mm-hmm. that, that like uh, throws out the gas or whatever when it dies. And that and, was pretty cool. But and uh, fits within the universe perfectly well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so. There's one more thing I wanted to talk about, and then we'll just go round table, just, you know, sort of talk about anything that else stop, pops in our head. You got to mention the music in this game, I think. Both original score and licensed material. Like, mm-hmm. shout out fucking Troy Baker, right? That's who plays Joel. Yep. For the um, uh, Pearl Jam song, bro. Holy yep. moly. Holy and, moly. Um. Ellie's who's Ellie's actress Ashley Johnson mm-hmm. her take on me I oh really my enjoyed. god it's so good <laughs> I listened to both of those like clips on YouTube just to hear the song multiple times after this game came out um and then there's just like sometimes you'll just be doing shit and all of a sudden a really cool song will start playing like towards the Sort of towards the end, there's a part where you're playing as Ellie, and it starts playing sort of like stoner, rocky music. Oh, the Black, that's the Black Angels. Yeah, the yeah. Black Angels. Rad. Rad. Yeah, that's at the very end of the game when mm-hmm. she's sneaking through the um, the compound uh, <laughs> of the slavers and just 
unleashing hell on him because you get that new gun mm-hmm. at the end that, that basically it's like go ahead you can now kill everybody really easily <laughs> yeah and they throw a lot of people at you just kind of like how when joel's trying to escape the firefly hospital in the first one like it seems like every damn person who's even seen a firefly insect shows up to try and stop you <laughs> nice um so sean buddy uh, any last thoughts, last words about The Last of Us 2 before we wrap this all up? So my la- so I have two things. But, uh, however, you could have 12 things. I'd be like, fuck so it's, yeah, so let's it's kinda, So it's kind of two and a half. The half is, I, it kind of, it, it hurts. It hurts me a little bit that they had to kind of ruin Santa Barbara for me. Uh, <laughs> if, you've never, if you've never been, it's a beautiful place. It's got the best ice cream in the world. And I saw it and it's like, this sucks. Like, I love Santa Barbara and I don't, like any anything that's happening here uh so that unfortunate um the the one thing i'll say is if anybody is listening to this and they haven't played i know it sounds like we've talked about a lot but we've barely scratched the surface of this game even even the joel thing it's like that is that's not even on the top like 10 list of the things that are like are my biggest takeaways from this game and i highly recommend and that's it. crazy right like the, yeah. something that major happens very early in the game and they still find ways to affect you and twist the knife or whatever it may be as you go right like that's yeah. impressive and on the my the final note that i will say is if you do decide to play it i highly recommend streaming it uh i was genuinely surprised that there is a a large fan base on Twitch and they are insanely welcoming. They mm-hmm. they're right there with you. Uh, the amount of people that I had in chat just like, but they don't. They're spoiling it. They're all like, you want to experience this game again, especially for somebody who's never played it. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that good. Um, it's it, it, I, I and I want to say thank you to all those people who are there. Just like, just eat. I mean, I'm sure they were getting uh, plenty of entertainment for me screaming nonstop but uh super welcoming and i highly recommend it it's it's a it's a it's a very good game and be open-minded yeah uh it's just go with it yeah i totally agree steve buddy do you mind if i do mine and then let the the, in my opinion the last of us two guy finish up um i think this game is phenomenal like they had an uphill battle with the character of abby with me and I'll even be honest, at the end of the game, when, you know, it's the last Ellie and Abby confrontation and Ellie doesn't kill her, I was like, mm, maybe you still should have. But as time goes on and I think about the story and I remember the story, it only increases sort of my impression of it and how impressed I am that they were able to dig themselves out of the hole as much as they did. Because I love Joel, buddy. I love him. He's motherfucking Mandalorian now. Watch out. Um... I'll say this, though my one fear, right, is that we might be encroaching on a George R.R. Martin uh, situation, right? So they just renewed the the show for a second season, right? And, you know, that that second season, by the way, it ain't coming next year. It'll be 2025. We're yeah. going to be fine. And, and, and listen, the other thing, do not listen to old Neil Drucky Pants, Dr- Druckman, Druck, Druck, Druckman. <laughs> Don't listen to him when he says, oh, we're consider- We're seeing if maybe we can do Last of Us 3. Bruh, there's people working on it right now. Right now. Will it be this 
It will be this generation, I bet. Yeah, it absolutely mm -hmm. will. It'll probably be towards the end of the PlayStation 5 generation. The one thing that would bum me out is if HBO fast-tracks a third season after season two before we get the third game, and then, you know, they got to be like, shit, what, what story do we... You know what I mean? Like, hopefully that's not the case. Um, you know, we've got the multiplayer Last of Us game coming out sometime this year. year. Factions. Sean, yep. Factions, Sean. Uh we're already fucking calling dibs. You need to play that with us and the crew. Yep. Mm -hmm. I know it'll be at least me, you, Steve, and Nick who loves that mode. So you better come new boot goof with us. Yeah, that's I'll my last. That's my last thoughts. Steve, take it away. All right. So, I, you know, everybody has their own version of of a masterpiece, right? Mm -hmm. And that's and and it's fair to say that this game I consider to be a masterpiece. That's not going to mean it's a masterpiece for everybody. No. But for me, particularly, this this story managed to hit a lot of the right notes, and I just feel like it. It's just on a different level than everything, like mm -hmm. in terms of the way it tells stories. I mean, the story is so nuanced, right? Like it, a lot of this is based on, uh, Joel teaching Ellie how to play guitar, mm. and she spends the entire time of the game whenever she finds one she warms up with that little song mm -hmm. that Joel taught her right mm -hmm. and then at the end of the game after she's let Abby go she's mangled her hand she's she no longer she tries to play that song at the end and it's she can't do it yep crazy so, so, right so now she can't even she she can't even honor that memory of Joel anymore she's or lost have that connection to everything. Me. yeah right that's what i'm saying like she's like they've they've taken so many little things into account in the story um it's it's something that can't really be described it just kind of has to be experienced mm -hmm. you know um anybody who has a playstation it's required playing, i think so too i think right just, like i i absolutely think so yeah, I mean it's it's to me one of the best games of the last twenty years, probably even even farther. It's an achievement in graphics. I think the ma it, fa ma uh, facial capture is uncomfortable. It's like eerie. It, yeah. yeah, it's approaching uncanny valley with that with some of that stuff for sure. Um, the gameplay, while it, it's not, you know, that's I think the gameplay is very good. But it's, it's not, not perfect like yet, but it's top better. Top-tier gameplay, but it's really good. You know, are getting better with the gun combat, right? Not to sound <laughs> like a leaked Microsoft email. <laughs> but yeah, it really is. It's just one of those things you're not going to experience too many things like this. Mm -mm. You know, it's going to be a story that is very memorable for you. You're gonna, it's gonna stick in your head like long after. And when you leave, come together like butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's one of my favorite games of all time. Happy it's, to happy to say that yeah man it's really good um i can't recommend it enough either like it's just a master stroke and i'll say can i just say one more time i know i bring this same shit up all the time but the the fact that in the summer of 2020 playstation released the last of us 2 ghost of tsushima and final fantasy 7 remake within a couple of uh, fucking months of each other. Like, get out of my... Maybe that's why I had a bad 2022, right? Like, I 2020's game fucking list, I rode high off of that for a couple of years, and then Karma was like, hold up. We gave you three games. We about to give you three ulcers, motherfucker. Here they come. <laughs> um, so, Sean, buddy, let everybody know where they can find you, your social medias, your Twitch channel, 
anything you want to plug, you plug it right now. Take take the floor. Take as much time as you want. I well, first of all, I appreciate you guys having me on, and I appreciate you uh, encouraging me to play this. I will go as far to say prestige gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a different level. Uh, you can find me anywhere. The Hawes is probably harassing him and and. and making his life hell in certain ways uh but you can also the easiest place to find me is at my website it's got links to everything and that is sean.party uh sean s-h-a-w-n dot party yes that's the website everything's there um it's easier than trying to explain my twitch name which is ice planet hoff mm-hmm. h-o-f-f with underscores and what all that crap so just go to my website you can find me there it's got links all over the place uh and on the blue harvest discord server making making noise buddy i I know I caressed your walnuts open uh, roasting under an open fire at the beginning, but just not the how much work you put into the Discord, how cool the Discord is, how fun it is. Like the fact that we've got our own goofy little mid journey channel, that we've got gaming channels, that you know you set up. Somehow you reached into my brain and set up the exact rules for the Discord channel that I would have implemented. Like, I can't thank you for enough for it. Thanks for getting it all set up and helping me with that because that I don't know how to do. And that. and Robo Haws, Robo Haws is there too. Robo Haws is is here too. Do me a favor if you're in the uh, Blue Harvest Discord, I'll put a link. We we have an open area where anybody can get in, not just the Blue Harvest patrons. Um, Go in there and just type shithead, all one word. So Shathid, right? And see what happens. Oh, there's a lot of them. I think there's some you don't even know about yet. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, anyways, buddy, listen. (laughs) I'm going to send everybody over to Sean.Party so they can find you, so they can follow you on the socials. Thank you so much for coming on, buddy. I'm so glad you finally got to do this. I appreciate it. When Steve, I was I was telling Steve the story about you watching uh, me watching you play the first part, and he was like, "Oh, then we should have him on for Last of Us too." And I was like, "Yeah, good call, buddy. Excellent call. I'll text him." Like I, I don't know why it didn't cross my mind immediately, but I'm so glad we got this to work out. Mm-hmm. So guys, follow Steve on Twitter at Stone Cobra. Follow me at Blue Harvest Pod. Follow the podcast at High Potion Pod. Send us emails. Do you have an opinion on The Last of Us 2? HighPotionPod at gmail.com. Leave us a review. Thank you. If you have already, leave us a review on iTunes. And guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.